calling. So her career is court reporting, and she records his his untapped um, adventures. So uh, it's just always funny to see. I need somebody like that. Tom Cal check in on untapped something, and you know it's good if Tom Cal said, "Debbie, get out the untapped and 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 put it in there. Put it in the untapped." (laughs) I like it. Well, good. So yeah, good time. You had a good time. Rested. Yeah, I got. I told Eric I had a great, great couple of days having fun, and I got 10 hours of sleep last night, so I'm ready wow. to go. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Should be a good pod. Source stops on me. I'm ready. I went to bed too early last night because you guys joked that I, Steve and I go to bed at like 9 o'clock. It's not a joke. So I went to bed at 9 o'clock last night. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I went to bed at okay. 9, and I uh, somehow woke up at midnight. And then you couldn't sleep? And couldn't sleep. Yeah, so that sucks. The, one of those uh, things where I, the Wi-Fi alarm went off at midnight. Yeah. So you had to wake up. Check the alarm, <laughs> then you just couldn't fall back asleep. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we are the Worldwide IT Guys. We should kick this off. Um, and we are here for podcast number 150. That's wow. a big one. That's a big one. 150. That's like a nice round number. That's a big one. So, uh, well, beforehand, I'm Steve. I'm Dion. Ross. John. And I'm just curious, um, 150, did anybody... Russ, you, you don't count because you weren't here, but did anybody think when we started this mess that we would make 150 of these things? Yes. You did? No. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, no way. Not a chance. Well, I, I knew we would do more than we ever thought. I never knew 150. I knew 150. We would, you would drag us, but I now mean, we like doing it. That's and, a long time. Uh, but at what would... point do I, I wonder, at what point do I stop actually doing the number? And talking about the number of the podcast. Because it's like... They do it on The Tonight Show every single night during their little song opener. And they are at like 100,000, I don't know, whatever the number is. When you hear the Roots play Jimmy Fallon in, right at the end, right before he walks out, they go, 469, doot, 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 and then he walks out. So they tell you the show, the the number, I mean... Well, that's what? How many years? 365? (laughs) So, uh, yeah, however long he's been doing it, they've... They've said that they're, they're the his number though. They're not. It's not like tonight shows because that oh would go back. Oh my god! To, no, they'd be like yeah, yeah, yeah okay. seventeen thousand. Okay. It's mm-hmm. just Jimmy Fallon's Got roots it. tonight show number since Got he's it. been doing it. They're they're calling out the numbers. I mean, well, so no we we basically lost Gavin, so we have to start at zero. So we're starting over. What <laughs> number one? <laughs> <laughs> no, we covered this on his departure. He was not one of the founding members. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Correct. Huh. Correct. Okay. I think the founding group was John and Dion and uh, Sean and Dan and me. Is but that right? I, I thought I heard him. I, I went back. He was he was early, but I don't think he was num- in the first group. I can't scroll to well, number one on the on the website. I went so. to number I went to number one and I <laughs> we was archived it. <laughs> we'll have to go back and and yeah. listen to that again. But there were a whole set that never made you know public consumption either so there were oh, okay there oh were, yeah there was another group of these ridiculous things. it was a learning process when we uh first started out yes yes uh and Which now part? we're we're old pros yeah. so mm-hmm. it's only shit about 80 percent i haven't uh <laughs> we know what we're doing here but i haven't heard a podcast with the intro music yet you haven't i know well, well you know how lazy i am yeah i know you don't you don't <laughs> listen to any of it so i hate to hear my own so, voice i wanted yeah. to mention to you guys uh, umbrella apparently is killing our internet here at the office. And everybody Wait. knows that Umbrella is the DNS uh, uh, It's the protection. Open DNS. It's this, the, the branded version of Open DNS. 
killing our internet, killing the pod. I mean, now, you know, fine, we can't get to all of, uh, you know, the really nasty stuff. But I'm just talking about important things for our team, like MoanMyIP.com, a, f- a favorite website that apparently you can't get to with Umbrella. Oh, it's Wait. blocked. It's blocked. Yes. Where have you been? No, I know, but I didn't think it was blocked everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. We posted on the channel this week. But wait, if that's blocked, why, why is this not blocked? You're not on our... Uh, you're not using I'm, our... I'm on internal. 1864. No, you're not. No, you're not. You you're, I no, am. You're not. Dude. Check again. <laughs> I am. Nope. Look. 1864 in, in, internal. And, and nope. What have you... Your DNS is not set right. You have your own thing going on. You are, you are not on... You're circumventing all of it. <laughs> you tricked me just to go there. You you were like, it's, see, it's working. It's just a screenshot. And, anybody and I went li- there again. A- anybody who's listening who might be worried about what's being navigated to right now, it's Ross. It's all Ross. <laughs> it's all Ross. So you know. It's always been him. It's not me. It's not my machine. It's always Ross. Never me, even though I check it weekly. <laughs> so we were talking. Uh, <laughs> so it is valuable to know external IPs of our offices for certain things. Yes. And I was talking with uh, Aaron, and he says he was in Brazil at the time. He goes, just have him go to moanmyip.com. <laughs> He's like, I just told the Brazilians to do it, and they were laughing their asses I off. <laughs> I'm like, great. So I tried it here in the office, and that's when I noticed it was blocked. Yeah, it's blocked. Totally blocked. All of the important stuff is going away, and, and we have a wonderful networking team to thank for it. Okay, Ross, turn up your volume. We've done this on the podcast. Wait, before. but I, I, don't, I don't have anything special set up. I mean, maybe maybe I have DNS through Google or there something. There you go, that's it. Um, well, speaking... Oh, it won't go. you got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, we've done it too many times. I'm not, we've done it too many yeah. times. Go to moanmyip.com if you don't know what we're from, talking from about. From home. Um, it's, it's a good time. In a meeting in front of your boss. Uh... <laughs> But speaking of that whole industry, apparently Pornhub is now like trying to take over the awards programs. Did you see that? No. Can we Google that? Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's just the news. That made, that no, made Google, news. Google Pornhub Awards, please. <laughs> well, that's a big awards ceremony. So there was there there is a very you know basically the Oscars for the adult industry. It's a big deal. Um, and uh, apparently, Pornhub is trying to uh, effectively rethink that whole thing and create their own thing that is based on actual analytics, based on usage of their website. They're going to have some awards. What? I can't Google that either. You can't Google that? I Googled it, and when I click the link that takes me to the article that involves por- the hub. The hub. <laughs> I can't go there. Well... I'm go. It's a New York Post article. Yeah, I mean, it's Post. it's not a big okay, deal. Okay, well, it's letting me to New York Post, but it won't let me to anybody anywhere else talking about. I, it. I think I saw it this week. I you know, follow. I fucking love science on any <laughs> yeah on any platform, social media platform, and they just have the best articles because they post about Pornhub all the time and how they're so cutting edge when it comes to their analytics and and things. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna open a ticket with uh, our IT vendor and see if they'll unblock it for us so that we can study how <laughs> analytics is being done properly. No, do, do, do whatever you want to do. I don't think that's appropriate. Uh, <clears throat> do whatever you want to do. John um, finds v- brilliant information about you know who is watching what, where, and why. So well, and 
this is the point of this whole movement by Pornhub is to say we're going to base the entire awards ceremony on what is consumed. So it's more like, um, you know, not Oscars because the Oscars don't really care about what's popular. Right. Although, Although they are they are introducing a popular there's a segue there yeah they're introducing a popular like award winner right a people's choice people's if you will. choice if you will yeah at the Oscars which so, everybody says why don't they just make movies that people will go fucking see instead of the <laughs> shit that they want to give awards for sorry but Pornhub is taking care of that they're doing a whole awards ceremony based on this is what people want to do so I'm just curious like is it all going to be uh, you know Mickey Mouse. We were talked about Mickey Mouse and the the copyright thing. Is it all going to be Mickey Mouse porn that people? No, are... I, I think the last article I saw, it was mostly like Star Wars themed porn that people. Star Wars, yeah. It's well, so be what ends up happening? Yeah, yeah, is the the theme of the year like okay, Infinity Wars was huge, so now people are looking for Thanos porn or whatever, right? Oh so, God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, who hasn't done that? <laughs> Just, you know, there's that the gauntlet with the glove. And anyways, let's not go there. Um, but, yeah, so I think that's usually what ends up getting the higher analytics. Yeah, it's just what's it popular in, in in pop culture right now. And then they Google it and or they Pornhub it and find it. And can't there Google. has to be a better term for searching on Pornhub. I'm sure they have one. Pornhub it? Googling? Better than you know, is that what you mean? When you're but actually on their site, I'm sure they have a some name for their search algorithm. F- fingering it? Yeah, um, it could be. <laughs> that could be a good one. <laughs> Any other ideas? Uh, nobody wants, all right, nobody wants to come up with it. Well, uh, in the theme of using analytics to influence something like an awards ceremony uh, um john i think this was big for you and, and we, we won't go too deep on, down the baseball hole but there is a baseball player who basically said that technology is ruining the game of baseball oh yeah yeah didn't you post that article i did uh where did i put it at what channel but yeah who um, was that guy uh jason worth was it yeah it was a pitcher uh basically said that you know Science nerds and uh, math nerds are ruining baseball's game because we know too much about the hitter. Is that correct? Is that the article I posted? Yes. Yes. So, uh, my thanks under- again, nerds. Yeah. My, my understanding. <laughs> thanks again, nerds. My understanding of um, his point is that he's no longer being allowed to, as a player, you are being sort of influenced by these uh, number crunchers who basically are saying, no, don't take advantage of what the the team is giving you on the field. Don't take advantage. If everybody does a big shift, you know, a logical idea would be just slap the ball to the other side or bunt or this or that and yeah. take, you know, take that shift out of their hands. But statistically, none of that's been kind of proven out. Right. So the number crunchers are going, no, 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 no. No, no, you hit a home run. Yes. And he's like, well, why would I swing the bat and hit a ho- try to hit a home run when chances are I'm going to hit it to those guys? <laughs> That's yeah. why they're doing this yeah. shift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's use the strategy of the game. Let's talk about, and, and his point being, these guys right. don't actually play the freaking yeah, game. He's they like, don't know the strategy of baseball. <laughs> they just know the numbers. When they come down, these kids from MIT, Stanford, Harvard, wherever, wherever they're from, they've never played baseball in their lives. 
<laughs> so he, he's frustrated that these these kids are ruining the game of baseball. So are we taking technology and analytics too far? You know, the, what do they call it? Saber, saber metrics, saber whatever they called the, you know, when the A's kind of did money ball. Billy, Billy Bean Moneyball, yeah. but mm-hmm. there was a Sabernautics or Saber, Saber Metrics or whatever yeah. they refer to it as in uh, in the major leagues. It, it was this whole movement, and now what he's what this player is saying, and I'm questioning as well, has that game got, swung too far? Has the pendulum gone way too far to it's just about these numbers? And the problem with doing that is, well, yes, based on all of the history... Mm-hmm. You shouldn't try to bunt or do something. You're a home run hitter. You should swing for the fences. Exactly. Instead of trying to put the ball to right field or something when there's a shift to the left. Right. But the opposite team is doing the numbers game and saying, well, he's always going to hit it in this way. And it's either going to be a ground ball or it's going to be a home run. So let's make sure that we get this ground ball out because 80% of the time he's going to do that. Yeah. And then 20% 20 of the time he's going to hit a home run. Right. So who cares? So... His theory is, guess what? My batting average will go up, the team will do better because I'll get on base, and these assholes will stop doing the shift thing right. yeah. if I do this other thing, right. and that's not being accomplished so or uh, accounted for. So my questions really, you know, are they, are the data nerds, um, are they overblown in the game of baseball and potentially in other places as well, or? Have we not hit the, you know, are we on the hype curve of we've gone too far with this perspective, uh, the tip of the hat to Gartner hype curve, um, <laughs> too far uh, in the baseball world, you know, towards this analytics-focused game, and it's got to swing back the other way, or are we still on that climb? Are we still seeing that, no, 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 we're not there yet. We're still getting advantage of all of this, and therefore it will get worse and worse and worse before it then recovers and kind of figures out where it should be. So I don't know, you know, baseball guys, what your perspective is. Too much analytics in baseball or right amount? I, I think it's right amount. I mean, I mean, I think it's totally interesting how they're like, like it's like Moneyball. I mean, it's, it's like the movie where the kid knows, you know, little to nothing about baseball, but he goes and picks the teams and, they win the World Series, whatever. I always find myself when when it, when any sort of sport sporting event is on, where they they tell you the stat like, um, this person's never struck out when batting against a left hander in the last 120 at bats, and then they strike out, and it's like, oh my god, we just told you right. this is an amazing event here. Kind of sometimes that adds to it, and then you go, oh my god, that guy just totally jinxed him. Why did you say that? Like when the punter, this guy hasn't missed a field goal in seven years. Oh, he just missed it. I jinxed him. Like I sometimes it thinks like it's kind of fun to know those analytics about like. <clears throat> This is what should happen all of the time. Um, but we know based on the thing in sports is they just go along with conventional wisdom almost all of the time. They don't rock the boat, even if it's analytical. Like, how about that coach? I remember Sean brought this up. The guy that always goes for onside kicks and ends up scoring. He never punts oh, the ball. Yeah. He always yeah. does an onside kick, and he ends up scoring 77% of the time, even if it's just a field goal. Right. Like, but nobody does that, right? Nobody just does an onside kick every single time because whether they're just being pussies or they don't believe in numbers or whatever, they're just like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. I mean, but, so, but we've been keeping analytics for a long time. I mean, 
in in some some sort of way. I mean, people know to throw certain people curveballs all the time. Or, sure. I mean, that type of just old school analytics they've been doing for a long time. Yes. But I would like to. But see... But that's like a safe thing, right? It's yeah. safe to say a ball, uh, you know, where we should throw this ball based on numbers. Yeah. It's not safe to say let's take a big giant fucking risk of this monster guy who can yeah. definitely hit the ball 500, you know, feet into the into the stands. We're gonna have him bunt to third base because there's literally nobody within 30 feet of third base. Yeah, but I, I would also like to see how many of the professional teams are doing this like well in a in a big scale kind of way like i'm sure so, but that's the idea is analytics is making everybody play the same conformity and don't do that go against it and say dude you're gonna learn how to bunt down third base because the entire there's nobody within 30 feet of where you would bunt it i think there's something to be said about that and if analytics is something you should trust then you should say Let's use it and go against it. Yeah, I let's mean, play against yeah. the the norm. Yeah. Play against the you know what people are expecting sure. to have happen, especially when you see something like that. What you know, a baseball yeah. shift where they put all of the players on one side of the field. Go every the other game, way. every game has one of those. Yeah, now. Go every single way. game has at least one yeah. shift where you're like, where the hell are they going? So you brought up you know football as you know American football. The other uh, approach to this would be out. You know, I wonder if. There is that, if it's coming, where people are, you know, um, uh, I forget, uh, Kelly, was it Was it Kelly? No, it wasn't Kelly. Whoever it was in Philadelphia who kind of brought the college game and tried to, you know, run a college-style offense. This in, is where we miss Gavin, NFL. but yes. <laughs> um, and, and he didn't quite, you know, he didn't quite have the success he wanted. I wonder if there is a number cruncher who's kind of, Sitting there going, no, 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 you guys, if you are, you know, beyond the 30 yard line of your own end zone, always go for it on fourth down. Always go for it on fourth right. down. It's worth it. And game plan to having four downs instead of three to try to get your, your first down. Those kinds of analytics. I wonder if that's coming. If somebody. Well, they Chip Kelly, right? You always hear him say, this is four down territory or. You know, yes, but it's always it's yeah. always in a safe area, right? right? It, it, and I'm talking about like breaking that mold and saying, no, 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 I'm I'm you always in, go for it on fourth down. Yeah, you, you yeah. Go, yeah, if you are not like going to give up a field goal as soon as you turn the ball over, then you, you go, go for, for fourth. Down. Okay, you go go for it. Um, I just wonder if the data, you know, data analytics in sport. Obviously, you're right, John. They've always tracked. They've always had right. You know. Uh, pitch counts. They've always tried to figure out, you know, what is this? This guy can't hit the the curveball low and away. He yeah. just, you know, he will swing at that. All of those things they've tracked forever, right? Yeah. Um, but they've they've kind of gone big numbers. They're looking at bigger picture because they have machines to actually crunch the numbers. Yeah. And it's no longer just sort of tendencies. No, these are like yeah. literal statistics. Right. That they're basing everything on. Um, I'm also curious if, like, if the, just the 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 real time statistical analysis that can be presented during a game on like those Microsoft Surface tablets that we see all the time, right? If that's what they're looking at, or if they're still just looking at stupid pictures of formations during a game to make decisions, knowing well, we got a game plan coming into this. We've already done all of our our research. Now we just go play the game and look at pictures of what they're doing and adjust, or do they have analytics running in real time telling them 
here's what you should do because um so i just this is something that i i saw this year there are apps that will during your fantasy football draft tell you who you should pick for like for you yeah you can install an app and and it'll tie into whatever service you're doing and it'll say uh based on who's already gone here's who you should pick basically what the computer would do for you right so it's giving you real time what the computer would do for you analytics so are they doing that are they not doing that have they just said well we'll prepare up to the beginning of the game but we won't do anything during the game like what if something happens that you what if they go for it on fourth down and they're they're not doing something or this guy isn't playing what you thought like if your game plan's completely jacked because you thought something was going to happen it didn't cam newton's not starting today we're going against somebody else oh shit we didn't right. even game plan for that. Right. Uh, okay. Or, you know, so and so's not starting, or he only went three innings because he's hurt. We didn't. So, like, I wonder if real time analytics yeah, I, and I, big I, data yeah. is not even being incorporated into a, a real time situation. It's only like a pregame thing. And if that would I, I change, bet it, I, I bet it actually does come into play when things like what you're describing happen. This guy got injured. Okay, mm-hmm. well, actually, we're going to drop this, you know, his replacement in. Yeah. And we're going to, you know, take a look at. How did that influence the game plan? You know, do, do we have to, you know, reconsider? Obviously, you've got a second string guy, so immediately you're always thinking, well, I'm going to go that way, right? <laughs> you see the the number one cornerback goes down and sure. the replacement. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, they're going to yeah. target that. But that, that's kid. different than what Joe Madden would uh, Joe Madden would do in a, in a baseball game where it's like, oh, my God, I thought this guy was going to at least get me four innings. He's not even gotten, getting me out of the first everything's messed up is that just a gut check or a based on statistics here's the next guy we got to go to yeah and i i think you it's know? probably a combination you know uh, it's like i want to well, do this and here sure. the numbers are backing it up let's sure. let's go yeah. um i believe that they're doing more and more of that for sure so a kind so of s- not and so just to yeah. close out that whole not hit the height the top of the hype curve it's still growing it's still getting value i think yeah it's, it's really to say whole thing. Yeah, yeah i think I, so i think that's probably true but uh, funny story about yesterday's game. Do you yeah. see this? Uh, so we have a player named Ben Zobris. He's like the nicest guy, would never say anything bad. And he went to a Christian college, and he got called out on a strike, and it was the worst call ever. So he kind of complained to the umpire, and Joe Mann comes out and gets tossed for it. But the next time up... That's twice in like three days for him, by yeah, the way. Yeah. So the next time up, Zobris... You know, wanted to just explain his case to uh-huh. the umpire that had the bad call. Very Christian man. Yes. And he made the comment, goes, this is why we hope you guys are replaced by electronics. <laughs> yeah, robots. He Got did, him tossed right away. He that said that? Yeah. Yes. He goes, this is yeah. why we want electronic score, or, uh, strike zones. <laughs> and the umpire got pissed off and threw him out of the game right away. <laughs> so first time being tossed in 13 seasons in the major leagues. I love it. <laughs> I love it. He what could a, have called him a dumbass, yeah. a fucking idiot, or whatever, but threatening his job from a, by like a computer, a bull, you're out of here. Bull Durham. He wants to call him a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I think the home plate umpire should not call balls and strikes anymore. Oh, I totally agree. I, I think that you know that box and the electronics, yeah. they they know what's a strike and what isn't a strike through the technology long before that umpire, he's he's guessing. And I mean, just, it's like uh, tennis. You know, they show the little animated ball come yeah, down and hit, yeah. the, hit so the line. So let the electronics do that and, you know, let him call safe and out at the plate. He's basically a base umpire. That's his job. 
putting yeah, out first we can't we yeah. can't mess yeah, with the integrity of baseball because it's our pastime and we can't you know every pitcher would have an asterisk by his name because Greg Maddox got every outside strike and he's one of the greatest of all times so, you know you're going to see ERAs go up and batting averages go up so it's not going to be the same playing field yeah well you know that that's just life right, right. The, the guys are bigger and stronger today than they were back in the day they, there's you know the the health concerns about um the players in today's game are way beyond what they were you know when uh you had a guy like babe ruth if he'd have been a healthy guy oh, I mean, yeah. what would he have done well he would have been even more amazing than he was when right. he played yeah if he didn't smoke and yeah. drink and you yeah. know prostitutes and, yeah. That, and that's why when you compare you know people like this you don't compare him to today's people you compare him to the people that they were playing back in the day and he babe ruth i mean even i've heard of babe, babe ruth i mean he was amazing for when he played right if he played now he would have still been the same amount of amazing because it kind of cancels out right yes and he he who knows because he was a great pitcher before he ended up being yeah. a great batter yeah it's amazing right? so i mean this is a guy who probably would have just kept pitching and batting at the same time if he had the wherewithal to stay healthy enough to do that um not gain the weight that he did and whatever but anyway the 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 challenge of technology in baseball i i they introduced replay and i think they introduced replay in a good way right and i think it has you know done two things it's solved all of those you know long delays of conversation that happen where there's an argument on the field and there's a lot of it's ruined some of the entertainment value because some of that was kind of entertaining i will admit that um but at the same time it's like hey i don't think that was a good call and they go to the booth and they cover it so as opposed to what the fuck and you know they but pitches and strikes you really can't even argue over anyway you're not supposed to so right. let that be controlled by the computer. Yeah. The part of the game where we do like to see the, the, the manager run out there and swear and kick the dirt on the shoes is still going to be there, but they have the option of saying, you're full of shit, forget it, we're going to the box, we're going to re- re- they can review almost everything now. Mm-hmm. So get get excited, get kicked out, do what you want to do, fans still love it, but they're still going to go to the box, they're still going to review it, it's going to yeah. go to New York, they're going to say he was safe or not. Did he touch him? Did he not? Like everything can be reviewed at this point, except for pitch, like the pitching. Yeah. So get that out of the. Nobody cares about that. All that ever does is piss us off. So I, I'm with you. I think the only thing they should do is just put the electronic box there, score them that way. It's in. It's in uh, soccer when the ball crosses yeah. the line. It's in tennis when the ball crosses the line. Yeah. Almost every single let sport it, has that go. where it counts. Um. I yeah. I don't think that's. I I think. Well. All right, I think I, I think I I'm said we that. weren't going to talk a lot of baseball, and we just okay. talked way too much. Well, I, have oh, more, I have one more baseball story. Sports. Oh. A lot of sports. One well, more baseball story. Well, because it involves this weekend. Yeah. So, uh, I got to, I got some free tickets from a, a friend for Saturday. So I uh, nice. took my son to the game, and we had a good time and everything. And uh, he, he likes to start start fights at games. Oh. And uh, you know, so we'll be at a football game, and he'll be like, "Packers suck," you know, whatever. And Your son. He's nine, yeah. So, <laughs> so whatever. So, With the biggest guy in your section. Yeah, exactly. So we're, uh, you know, so I've had a couple beers and we're kind of hanging out and the the Cubs are getting beat by a lot. And uh, he goes, Dick, Dick, can I swear? 
I go, wow. I go, and he, he asks this all the time when he, when he wants to say suck. I'm like, okay, can I go ahead? Say what you want. And all of a sudden he just goes, fuck you, nationals. Oh, my God. That's not on the approved list. <laughs> so whoa, whoa, whoa. everyone in our section. He said, suck you, nationals. No, he didn't. No. No. It, that's what I heard. It rolled off his out of his mouth like he's been practicing for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> every, this was, is what happens like, when he plays Fortnite. I'm just yeah, saying. right? It was it was like everyone in our section just like the game stopped and they turn around to look where that came from and there's a little nine year old <laughs> worst dad ever. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you can't not tell your mother about this. <laughs> First of all, I want to know where do you learn that. So I I, I totally told you. Oh from my you, god, dad, from I, you. I hope that was on the broadcast and the announcers were like, who the hell? What wow, the? We got a hot mic out Jeez. there today. Yeah. What parents letting their kids say that? Oh, it, it, so it's been a funny story to tell. That's awesome. <laughs> That's just another reason you need to get back to school tomorrow. Oh man, yeah, uh, less time with dad. Yeah, <laughs> tomorrow school starts for you. That's great. yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Pete started a day. There are tons of oh, high schoolers are like this week, right? Yep. Seems like yep. so. Back to school pictures. Here we go. Thank God. Exciting stuff. All right, so enough baseball. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about um, the YouTube fake review thing, right? Or fake views, sorry. Um, did you guys read this article? That, I think it was in the New York Times, um, where they pretty much, there are companies out there that you can buy views from. Did you know this? Hmm. I didn't realize this. This was this is something that we've seen on Silicon Valley, kind of. Yes, it, it's... So. Yes, it's not overly shocking that this is going out there, but um, but YouTube apparently seems to be f- a bit behind the game, at least according to the New York Times article that that I read. Um, it, it, they, you know, Facebook is better at this than YouTube is. Uh, um, Twitter is better at this than YouTube is. YouTube's huge, but they're always people out there that are totally gaming the system and um really the question is is it valuable or isn't it valuable and how do you cut this off how do you stop these companies from basically programmatically viewing content and artificially upping numbers and and marketing companies are actually going to them and saying hey we're going to you know Take our video, whatever is important, and we're going to falsely make it a little bit more important so, in the so world. So just to, <clears throat> I mean, Facebook basically. I remember when Facebook video first came out, <clears throat> a lot of the, a lot of YouTubers were actually talking about this. Basically, they count a view on Facebook. Their videos are all in autoplay, and they count a view after um, like one second. So I think that their views are so bloated that they don't really notice the bots. Because you know you, you scroll through your your home whatever the hell homepage on Facebook yep. is and you have like seven views even though you just literally just scrolled through it's like oh you saw seven to thirty minute videos <laughs> even though you were here for three and a half seconds yeah it's a hit hits a hit hits a hit right yep. so I mean right but they're also doing the same thing with you know likes and whatnot on on the page it's, so you know they're they're you can pay <clears throat> companies to it's bot 
centric. Yeah, yeah. But they'll they'll make these things pop. And uh, you know, again, according to this article, Facebook has done a better job of screening some of that <clears> out or identifying where they're coming from and effectively closing those those holes down than YouTube has done. Yeah, and I think things like that are hurting Facebook because not only are they trying to cut down on all of the fake posts and the bots and things, it's hurting ad revenue because then you don't have as many views as, let's say, somebody else, right? Right. So you don't have the metrics to say we have you know, 1.2 million people looking at something. We only had really 200,000 because we didn't have fake bots doing this, right? Meanwhile, YouTube's saying, we don't give a fuck. Like, it's more views for us. We have they more people coming. They do give a fuck. Uh, they do give a fuck. They don't want, <laughs> but they don't want to get caught saying it's okay. They don't, the more views, the better. The more people that come there, the better. They, they would, they're going to say we're doing the best we can, but to say that they had, um, you know, a billion people in the past month go to something as opposed to it was really only 500 million, that's a big deal. You can say to you know these 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 people who buy and Nielsen and all these people who buy the time on YouTube for advertising, they can say, "Oh, we're doing the best we can," which means nothing, and it's just more views that you're going to get. Nobody really wants to pay for advertising yeah, the if they know a bot's going to view it or some guy that's just paid to log into you know 300 pages today. So really, I think that's really weird that I, I agree. That we're relying on them to say we're doing the best. The like, thing that interests me is and it shows the incestuous and and really um, uh, mon- monopolistic nature of this whole platform absolutely. is what you have. And, and there was a story of a guy who basically spent, he spent like $100,000 in advertising to get his service to pop <clears throat> on the Google search results. And his service sold clicks and views and things, and he did. He made money on it. It wasn't, you know, he didn't lose money. He spent a hundred thousand dollars on ads, and he's brought in a hundred ninety thousand dollars in revenue based on those ads. So he's paying Google <laughs> to do this, and then he's buying all this fake, you know, uh, false views and false likes and all this stuff which is driving up the revenue that Google is getting from selling ads against those I things don't. who's the only winner in this game to to your point is Google sitting there in the middle who's going hey buy your ads pay for these likes we'll then sell Do more ads buds. over here okay. yeah that's my whole that's what i'm saying and I, facebook trying to play nice yeah, and do facebook things fuck itself is and then them is hurting them you're such a social media uh basically hater. so so no, so one of the things that i've kind of re- noticed on youtube and there's this whole trend of people like of youtubers uh, starting on patreons like there there are multiple sources of revenue that they do and they've been bitching about this for a very long time like people who who spend their lives you know making their livelihood on youtube nobody actually depends on the ad revenue that's coming from youtube because it's it's literally change like there's no way that this guy spent a hundred thousand dollars and that his money came back through google ad revenue like because you know they were it's not him you're you're missing the point he's paying google a hundred grand to make his search result on google come up high as a place to buy views on youtube okay okay so now you the lovely youtuber says 
I'm not getting any views on my stuff, but I hear that if I get some views, if my numbers come up, then I'm going to see more traffic because more people are going to go, oh, that's a video that matters. So you buy uh, views, you know, let's say you buy 10,000 views, 50,000 views from me who's, who's bought that ad. Now, I got some money, and I made some money, and I'm good to go. Meanwhile, your video has ads in it, and your video is now more important to Google because advertisers are now going to pay Google <laughs> to put ads in your stuff. Right. You're not going to get a lot of that. You're correct. The poor YouTuber does not win here. Google's winning the whole time. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. But the point that I was kind of trying to make was, uh, you know, the main source of revenue, like for for these people are like um, paid spots, slots in in the actual video. So, for example, Mm. you know, they're woodworkers and they team up with, you know, Rockwell and then basically Rockwell gives them money and tools for them to actually say this video is sponsored by Rockwell. I've been using, Mm -hmm. using like sponsored actual paid content. So that's where they actually get most of their money, that and Patreon, because whoever was talking about like ad revenue from YouTube. So basically you paying for views is not going to get you anything, right? Because I mean, people at Rockwell people at Rockwell are going to know that, you know, nobody's actually, you know, he's not a real thing, right? Because you know, it, it's not going through Google. It's some guy at Rockwell looking at like woodworkers or it's, whatnot. It's a it's it's basically the but cost to get your business up and running on YouTube. So you have to get to a million subscribers to really start making money on YouTube. So if you get your, if you can get there by paying for it and you invest in your own business, the fifty, seventy-five thousand dollars to get the likes and the views and the subscribers that you're going to pay for to get to a million. Let's say you're going to hack your way into this, not actually be a legitimate person who's famous on YouTube, right? So, um, uh, so like Liza Koshy is a very popular person. She's on Double Dare. She's all over the place. She's just a YouTube person. She does her own thing. She just got signed for YouTube Red because she's so popular. She had a million viewers. She's on this. She's on that. She's very famous on YouTube, right? Well, what if she bought her way there because she invested $50,000 over, you know, this year and next year and whatever. She also gets ad revenues from all of the specific sponsors like Target who want to be on her page because she has a million viewers and they view her things. So, yes, it's not YouTube paying you $2,000 for every million views. It's the sponsors like Target or Toys R Us or whomever that say, hey, you have a million kids subscribed to your channel and they're watching you play with toys. Here's free toys. Here's free trips. Here's go to Disney World. Somebody who's going to pay for a sponsored video is going to want to know a little bit more and you know, paid views are extremely analytics. Perfect. They're gonna want analytics, which you have just hacked the shit out of because you, you bought didn't. views for videos. You didn't, you, but you you look at those people, you look at those Gmail accounts, and you're like in five minutes, anybody with half a brain is gonna know that you're, these are bots. Advertising people comments, are just saying, give comments us comments on the video, dude. Comments on the video are gonna be nonsensical. There aren't gonna be any comments on the video. It, like it's transparent. Like if somebody takes the time to actually do something and kind of like for sponsored content somebody who actually wants to give the money for sponsored content is going to do this work ross you're not you're not incorrect they they yes. definitely are not just saying oh look this person had so many views let's give them a million dollars to you know 
run their podcast or whatever they're doing. Yeah. That's not the point. The point is this this person who did this is getting taken to the cleaners. This YouTuber who said, oh, well, I'm going to buy some views over here because it'll get me a little bit more publicity and maybe I will start to then sell the there was a, a woman in this a 77 year old woman who was taken by this whole thing she was told that you know if you get to a certain level you're going to get certain value out of it and you know she just wanted to sell her book she has a book of poetry she wanted to sell her book and she ends up being the one get that gets screwed and a musician not to you know say oh well, a fucking 77 year old the old person they don't know what the fuck they're doing no this kid, musician, same story. He kind of was like, this is all bullshit. This is, you know, every one of these things is you don't trust the platform anymore because of the fact that I might have produced something and I can't get anybody to look at it. And I find out that somebody, you know, <laughs> down the street has done the same thing and they have all these views. What's different about them? Oh, they just went out and bought all these views and it did put them in a different category and they are getting a little bit more uh, publicity and, and notoriety because of that. Did they sell anything? Didn't they sell anything? No. The only people making money in the game are these, these shyster salesmen who are selling fake views and Google at the end of the day. And right. to back to Dion's point, you know, Google's trying to close the door. But they don't really want to. But it's not that bad. It's not a high don't. priority for them. Because yeah. they're going to so, make money on yeah. both sides of this. And they're I, not blocking all of these people selling these things. They still come up on Google search results. They could easily go, oh, but you're doing bullshit. Get out of here. And here's the funny thing I think also, too, is so when we see a viral video, like on Good Morning America or pops up on Colbert or whatever the whatever becomes the viral video that we're all doing this week or watching that we, we should be aware of, it's got to hit a higher number now than it ever had it hit before because I believe in some of this fake shit that's out there, right? So you're going to see something. You're only going to see something if it's like 25 million views in the past week, which are real fucking views because it did catch. Somebody did Instagram it, and it is on fire and everybody's watching. Not right, because so it was fake, right? But maybe it doesn't need to be 35 million views. Maybe it would have been cooler to see it. You know, I'm just saying, like, everything's inflated because of... That I mean, I, I get what you guys are saying, but like a, a question to you, Dan. Why do you look at the number of views on a video? Like I, I spend a lot of time on YouTube, and I've never... I don't care about number of views on yeah. video. But the only vi- videos I ever see, and I, you know, if I do trending on YouTube, fine. But the only other YouTube videos that I see are being shared by some other media outlet, and they are telling me why I'm viewing this on. Good Morning America, the Today Show, or whatever, is because it hit, holy crap, we got to show you this video on YouTube. It hit 25 million people in the past five days. Here it is. And it's, you know, a dog dancing next to a car because Drake sang some song and everybody's going freaking nuts for Kiki. And it's like, oh, my God, what the hell is this? And that's a legitimate video that probably did hit 25 million. So that's fine. But I'm just saying, oh, my, it's 55 million views on YouTube is like, then you see, then everybody sees it because it's crazy. I don't care about views. I mean, I uploaded the fantasy football draft video last night to YouTube. It's got seven views this morning, dude. It's amazing. Seven. Well, it's, you know, I'm just trying to figure out if we should buy some views or some (laughs) listens to our podcast. How do we promote this thing? Damn it. (laughs) We're at 150, for Christ's sake. (laughs) So, are you guys online? 
Who I, knows, Russ? I usually am online. Yeah. Who knows? I'm online. I'm not. Well, remember, you weren't using... RDNS. You're yeah, using and then you were going is. to all these porn sites. You probably yeah, got shut down, blocked. dude. Yeah. You totally... <laughs> Oh, I'm glad this is what live. Are you talking on the about? Pod. I reported you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fixed. All right. Oh, okay. We'll move. Okay. <laughs> he changed his DNS, so we're we're good again. Um, did uh, uh, did you see the thing I posted? Um, that uh, you know our our favorite uh, sex bot uh, topic. The no. latest update. No. So the guy <laughs> that is like freaky in love with his sex bots the the scientist inventor scientist i'm a scientist scientist guy uh, you know more about this than i do no no, no no he's he's the guy that you shared that he created the lifelike sex robot dolls and he's been in our conversation before we shared his stuff well his latest uh, addition to the world of uh sex bots is that they can uh they can say no no what he, he he wasn't finding it too realistic that he, he always okay. said yes. He, he needed her to say a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, if you can get sex sex anytime you want, it, it's not what you what you want. So you 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 want them to say no to you once in a while. So the Me Too movement has hit the sex robot industry, and that's, sex robots can say no to you now. That that's okay. <laughs> okay. Um. And is uh, that a good thing? This is a real thing. It, uh, I. Yeah. Th- anyways, I'll sh- I'll share a link, but uh, um, uh, I- Colbert did this last night, and, and oh, his-, really? his comment was essentially the fact that uh, you know that that's true. Whenever you know, whenever I go to my cappuccino maker, and I get my cappuccino, I think, oh, what a slut! She just gives me a cappuccino all the time. <laughs> Wow. Anyways, that's, so this is what funny. The, uh, that's what's going on in this so world. The first article I found, it says, Samantha will go into dummy mode if she detects that, you, that her user is being too aggressive or if she feels bored by her user's oh, sexual geez. behavior. All right, well, I didn't even want to what? go there. I just, what dummy, is dummy mode? mode? What is that? Dummy mean? mode. She, she says no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not sure why, why that's dummy mode. That <laughs> doesn't yeah. make sense to me, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, if this guy wants to get rejected, I'm sure all he needs to do is leave his house and go talk to any woman, pretty much. He'll get (laughs) all the rejection he needs. So Um, when when in dummy mode, the motorized parts of Samantha's body, her hands, arms, hips, facial expressions, etc., will shut down. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Now I understand what... It seems like the future is meant to replicate consent. Oh, great. That's ridiculous. Besides the naming of it. Well, since you brought up sex, and I'll move on to... Robots. I'll move on to... Uh, Quit pointing Have you Ross. heard of echo, <laughs> echosexuals? Do you know what an echosexual is? No, I don't. No, but... I have a dumb house, so I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, um, are they ecosexual? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is... Oh, okay, you thought I meant like echo, echo. Yeah, exactly, echo. that's what I thought. Like I'm echo, sorry. Like, I, I'm sorry. I mispronounced that word. Is that wrong? Is that a bad pronunciation? I don't know what you're talking about either well, way. Yours I corrected implied you. Uh, Amazon <laughs> Echo. Yeah, this right? one is Eco. If if I'm reading the correct. Fair article. enough. Um, I don't know which one is worse. To tell you ec- the truth. I, you know, I don't say ecological. I say ecological. So that's why I say ecosexuals. But anyway, so it's like a metrosexual, but just eco, and yeah. that you are like hyper. You're very, into you're, you're, well, the environment. Uh, apparently, this movement is not new, um, but new it started me. as, look, the sex industry 
latex condoms and all the things that go with it are not very eco-friendly, okay? So that was the beginnings of this. But apparently now these eco-sexuals are, are actually making love to the earth. Condom is the most eco-friendly thing ever created. It stops humans from being made. <laughs> and I agree. I, yes, I see your point. Um, that is a very uh, logical argument. Um, but some of these people apparently have gone to the extreme where, you know, they, they started with, well, I'm going to do something good for the earth to I'm going to do something good to the earth. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and they are making love to various earthy objects they're just not hugging the trees they're doing more they're doing more with these trees they're more they're... than hugging trees yes and yes. and apple pies don't cut it anymore and all that you know well you know yeah. um the, the interesting part of the article to me at the end was um or not necessarily at the end they talked about mother earth doesn't work anymore mother earth forgives you it's your mother right your mother will forgive you eventually if you do something wrong she might be upset she might be disappointed but she's going to forgive you but your lover no no if you screw up with your lover they're going to cut you off they're going to break up with you they're going to move on wow so okay. that's <laughs> that's kind of the this is really deep end result of this it, whole it sounds like the biggest eco-sexual environment that's been created was funded by the taxpayers in Melbourne, oh. according to what I'm looking at here. So, again, Leo and his freaky posts. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's not, if it's not ultra creepy, it's u- ultra eco-sexual. So, um, anyway, a $90,000 uh, bathhouse in Melbourne. All right, then. Founded by taxpayers. So... <laughs> Hey, it, it you know it goes along with the other article that I that he probably shared with us the eco friendly urinals. Fuck, fuck mother Paris. nature, literally. Sorry, um, fuck more nature. Got it. Uh, the urinals, yes. The urinals, great idea. Oh yeah. Now now you know if you're a gentleman in Paris, you can just wander up, uh, stick your junk in this thing and in a box. Go to the bathroom. Like, look like a box. Yeah. Just. Yeah, get it done. First, get a box. Second, cut a hole in the box. <laughs> done. <laughs> they know what they're so, doing. <laughs> so I, 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 I researched that article a bit more. I, I guess urinals have been around Paris for a long, long time. Yes. When it was just, the workforce was just men going to and from work, they would put these public urinals yep. up all over the place. Yep. But then once women started joining the workforce... They had to put up like walls around them, which basically became portalettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now they're kind of going back to just this hole in the box. This looks like a they're fucking the garbage cans, though. It doesn't look like they're taking a piss. It's just a box. Looks like a mailbox. Uh huh. Okay. Is that plant? Well, look, you're gonna and, stick yeah. it in a on a hole in a tree, or you're gonna no, stick I get it. it. In... I know. Yeah. So, so instead of being on this, well, they're putting these in areas of high. Urination, like people <laughs> use these areas to piss. Publicly it, urinate on public the, urination, just on the street or whatever. Right. <laughs> They're trying to get, get people... these signs where it's like, and "Hey, that... we've got one of these here." <laughs> so it's basically you're pissing, you're pissing into a compost pile that oh. has like a plant growing on top of it. So you're oh, there's the picture of of yeah. the inside of the of the urinal. It's just it's got some. Look at that. Yeah. It, what it's so pretty. It's uh, very 
good for the environment, you know, especially because it's got plants growing out of the top of it, and they they'll use the compost the for something. Yeah. Um, with privacy, there's a, ones are privacy. Wow. No doors. It's a so a lot of uh, wow. ecology on the pod today. Eco. Interesting. What Any would you rather be? What would you ra- would you rather be? Eco friendly and pissing in a box, or an eco sexual. I'll piss in a box. <laughs> you don't want to make love to the earth. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you went on record for that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had a Steve heard the story. I had a, a nature experience this past weekend as well. Um, I had my in-laws over, and we were having a, a dinner on our back deck and having a bonfire. And I went to grab another log on the pile of wood to put on the bonfire, and um, there was a wasp nest on the log, which I did not see because oh, it was dark, and I grabbed. And I immediately got attacked by a swarm of wasps. They were all over my shorts and pants and everything, and, oh my God. and uh, shirt. So I immediately, with my in-laws right there, I immediately started running around the backyard, stripping off my clothes. So I, I got down to my underwear only, running around my backyard in front of my in-laws to get rid of the, the wasps. Tell me Trish got this on her phone. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There's no video? No video, thank oh God. God. Yeah, We don't allow uh, devices at dinner, so <laughs> unless Connor has it. He may have it and posted it on YouTube already. Perfect. It's already probably got a million views, and they're all real. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, my I could probably get a ring on my finger today, but yeah, I, I haven't been able to. I, I immediately, as soon as I got started getting stung, I took the rings off because I knew so my hand was going to be huge. And it was. I mean, I, I couldn't even close my hand. Wow. When was this? What day? Friday night. Wow. So I haven't been stung by anything in decades. Like, I don't. I honestly don't remember ever getting stung by anything. I got stung Monday oh, at yeah? the circus by a wasp or something. Real quick, right on my hand. Um, I was swatting away, and it stung me. And I felt it hurt, and it, it got a little bit swollen, and then re- went away real quick. Hmm. But I was worried because I don't, I don't know. Like it's been decades, and am I allergic to it? Am I going to blow up? What's going to happen? Yeah, so, I'm allergic to most. Things. Um, <laughs> it's peanuts, dogs, and cats, um, and penicillin. Wars. And so, <laughs> and but no, Pugs. so it went away really quick. But I was curious if because I'm on like love Zyrtec and. Uh, yes, it, all the love and affection that I get from my family made it go away. Um, thank no, I meant you were allergic to love and affection. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I just uh, was kind of shocked that it went away so quickly. I was really kind of concerned that I mean I really got stung and didn't it didn't hurt happen really bad. Not, so no, I, been, you're so. still recovering from it. Yeah, I'm almost there. Yeah. I mean, I have them on my back, I have them on my stomach, I have them on my legs. And by the way, Feet, that, that probably goes. That's, that's a nasty. lot. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot it was a big. Stuff. I mean, it was a big nest, and they and they attack like when they're threatened. Sure. Wow, that's crazy. Are we talking about like the 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 little bees the or the black no, assholes? The no, hornets. It's, it's it's the wasp or bees. Yeah, it's there's no way the bees were going after it. It was probably wasps and hornets. What's the that big were going big after? But thing. not the black ones. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. You're talking about like, the yellow jacket the, the type. Yellow jacket. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. What's the big one? The the black one. What's that called? Because I See, thought I that, think that's a wasp. I, I thought that too. Like they're. they're Big yeah. and those things are yeah. aggressive. I think as hell. you're talking about yellow jackets, which are right. 
you know, the look be like. You don't have a black wasp like that. That's going to fuck you up. No, because, <laughs> I, I, like, those are, mm. if, like, we have them in Serbia, but they're really, really big. Uh, you get stung three times by that, that thing will give you a heart attack. That's how much <laughs> it hurts. Like, and they're aggressive as hell. They those will things. go after you. Yeah. So these are the assholes of the world that we don't need. So those good, are ja- yellow jackets. Yeah. So good. Good thing my mother-in-law was there. Uh, she Hornet. recommended that I uh, take Benadryl right away, which I did. And she's like, "You probably shouldn't be drinking with the Benadryl." I'm like, "That's not going to happen because because you're here, obviously, and you know we're all <laughs> drinking on the patio." So worked <laughs> out. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it might it might help. The Benadryl yeah, and the alcohol might yep. actually. Do what it needs to do at the moment. Uh, that, that's terrible. I, I have not been like multiple stings like that. I have never had. Um, one of those little assholes is enough. They, oh yeah, they are terrible. Hornet stings are more painful to humans than typical wasp stings. Just so you know. Yeah, I meant. Trust I me, meant it hurt like I meant, so. Hornet venom is is more uh, uh, um, potent. Yep. And it, a hornet looks like a, a wasp, a black. It does. It's more black than yellow, as opposed to a yellow jacket, which yeah. is more yellow yeah. than black. Yep. And, and this could have been where craziness. Connor heard "fuck you." Ah, it could have been. that's I'm how not... he learned it. <laughs> hey, no, I, I think I said shit a few times. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't uh, impact your Saturday. Uh, no, I didn't. The problem that. with the hornets and wasps too is they don't die when they sting you. They just they yeah. continue yeah, they to live. Yeah. You. Yes, a bee stings you, it dies. So it doesn't really want to ever no, do it that. Die. Yeah, so I sprayed them. Ugh. They're nasty things. I don't like them. You know, with my poison ivy and your uh, yellow jacket stings and whatnot, that's just been a bad summer for being outdoors. Don't fuck Mother Nature. Don't fuck, no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fuck Mother Nature. Stay inside. That's an excellent point. That's right. (laughs) These ecosexuals, they got it all wrong. Uh Uh-huh. Got it all wrong. Get stung on your privates with that thing. (sighs) Come on now. Speaking of things, I kind of have a quick story. I don't know. I got really excited about this. So um, you got excited about something? Yes. Um, base, um So uh, Android Auto. Uh, so you know, recently when we, we we had our Florida trip, we were in a brand new Ford Mustang, and I was looking at this interface trying to you know type in things in the navigation, and I mean it's just horrible. On every single car, it always sucks. The the user interface is bad. And I know that you know Google Auto, Google. There's a, there's an Apple one as well. Yes. Correct. I think Tesla uses that one. No. No. They Tesla have the, has their own. Yeah, Tesla has their own. But there is some sort of communication between iPhones and anyway, yeah. it doesn't really matter. But basically, I'm like, there's an app. <laughs> yeah. Basically, why do these car companies, you know, keep pushing this shitty software? And um, you know, recently Android Auto has started to go into like manufacturers here and there, but there's still a lot of cars that um, don't actually do it. And one of the things that I figured out how to do that I'm going to probably do this weekend is I'm going to rip out uh, my car stereo, put a Raspberry Pi in with a touchscreen display, install Android Auto on it, and uh, connect it to an amplifier, and basically create like a small little computer that's going to do the whole thing and my total cost is around 150 bucks with like a really decent amplifier and like a whole shebang nice so i think you know it's How, kinda, are, are you going like full like tesla screen big, well big, i just have a have an opening inch? for a seven inch uh touch screen oh okay so, so i'm basically i had a double the double unit 
one doubled uh, in. Du- yeah, doubled in. I'm, I'm getting rid of that thing and putting in a seven inch display. And you know. this is cool. Yeah, I think it, it's got to be cool. Cause Document you, it. Yeah. Are they um, on Instagram or somewhere where we can follow this? Uh, I am. I could actually do this. I could. That would be yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. It'll be interesting. So. CarPlay is very popular and getting That's into Apple's. many, many, many different manufacturing places. So this is like an aftermarket thing at this point, right? Because they don't have anybody. They haven't signed on with any major. Oh yeah, car- yeah, no. Scroll down. So scroll down. Are they? I'm oh, looking that? at the page. I'm just trying to find. Like the page is very. So um, Apple's CarPlay, Android. Auto, whatever. I mean, um, it doesn't matter as long as, like, I mean, it was kind of sad. You know, I'm sitting in, like, a $40,000 car that's really amazing, and I'm, you know, looking at this navigation, trying to just please, you know. And the thing the thing that annoys me the most is a safety feature of the navigation is, like, you can't update it while you're actually driving because they want your eyes on the road, which, yep. which makes perfect sense. But not when you have an assistant like, you know, Google Home or... Siri, unfortunately, you know, you can tell it, all right, I don't want to go here anymore. Right. I want to. And Alexa is also, or Amazon is also talking to all the car manufacturers about bringing in Alexa to the car. So what you're going to end up having is you're going to have three. Are every one of these manufacturers going to cut individual deals and go, okay, well, we're an Apple partner or we're an Android partner or we're an Amazon partner, or are the manufacturers going to say, hey, you can choose which OS effectively you want on your car? I mean, it, it, they should, because, he, I mean, why, like, like I'm an Android user, and, you know, if I'm supposed to give you, like, an additional $3,000 for something that's not going to work for me, I'm going to go to a different car manufacturer if you don't have an option to give me Android Auto. Or I might just go the route of, all right, give me no car stereo. Um, because basically the only thing you need is a, is a computer, and then I can install whatever the hell I want on it, right? Sure. I mean, it's basically just an image. You know, it's not that difficult to do. I mean, it, you know, the only two connections that you actually need, if you're doing audio through it, you need to connect the speakers and you need to provide power to it. Right. And that's it, right? You're, you're done. Then, then put whatever image you want on it. Hell, run right. Linux if you want. Right. Microphone, you need that somewhere. Yeah. Um, That's it. So, uh, I I'd be very interested to see how this evolves, how you know the technology in the cars evolves. I think it's going to start with sort of partnerships, and Ford's going to partner with whoever they partner with, and you know Honda's going to partner with somebody else, and that will be part of that buying decision as you're describing. And you will no, now I've start to them. say, I'm well, just curious. I really want this Ford Mustang. But they're an Apple shop, and uh, screw that. I'm going to go buy a different car. Yeah. In your case, right? Yeah. A lot of people, most people, are going to be like, whatever. It's technology in a car, and then there will be the other group that's that's you know kind of explicit about it and saying, well, I'm a like I got everything Amazon. I talk to Alexa. That's what I know, and that's what I want in my vehicle. Um, I would hope that it will evolve to where you kind of described, where it's like, look, there's there's processing power in here, and these platforms can run on that. Yeah. So choose which one, and yeah. maybe there maybe there's a price point for each one, right? Yeah. So hey, you know what? You get 500 bucks, you get the Apple option. 
350 bucks, you get the Android option because they're, you know, more competitive and, and yeah. going out there. Whatever. But I would hope that it would get to the point where you can choose what's on your no, vehicle. No, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, the, the most challenging part of this whole research that I've done was Go on. finding the amplifier and connecting that, like connecting into the sound system of the vehicle. That's right? easy. Yeah, but I need... You know, there, there's a communication between a Raspberry Pi. I, sure. I don't want to buy the big amplifier. I want to buy a small amplifier because I want to hide everything b behind the unit. So I need a specialized amplifier, not a proper car, car amplifier because I don't want to run cables through the whole thing. Anyway, I mean, we can take it offline. It's a little bit tedious and boring. <laughs> it, it, we don't have to get into all well, of this. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you just have that whole mechanism, a screen microphones in the car why, as a car manufacturer why wouldn't you build this whole thing and not have the computer and just say buy the computer plug your phone yeah. in here yeah I, plug your phone complete. in here and it's just a it's a screen mirror and it's a screen yeah. and it's you know it mirrors your device speakers and microphones and you're good to go yeah i completely agree with that 100 percent. yep and whatever your phone does pops up here and, and you're good to go. Yeah, because, you know, I, we had a car with navigation system and as soon as the phones were doing this way better than the stupid navigation system, we never turned that thing on again. Of course. I mean, <laughs> one of the things, I mean, that people keep forgetting about the old navigation systems is like they, they miss a whole bunch of features. Like I, I had this when I first came came to the United States and that was like I was still in high school. It was one of my original trips. I, I was given like one of these navigations, and there was a chunk of highway that uh, the pillar was um, was sinking. So they literally closed off that section of highway. It's down in Indiana. I don't know which one it is. Anyway, there's a highway, and a part of it is missing, and you can actually end up on this highway and just get to no road there are signs telling you to not go there but you can still end up going there and this navigation kept telling me to go to this <laughs> highway i got lost so many times because of this thing that never updates maps it was, yeah because it it's an old yeah. map that wasn't yeah. updated and yeah yeah so i <coughs> i agree um with the idea of give me a port that i can plug into and call it a day i'll yep. use my phone you're used to what the navigation systems are, the apps are, and it's literally that. It's a screen mirror. And I, I wish it would just do that. I, yeah. And, I, you know, I would say um, even those who aren't technically advanced are starting to say the <clears throat> navigation in my car sucks. So, yeah, like, yeah. my mom, my cousins, like, they're just kind of like, my phone is, I use my phone all the time. Yeah. I paid extra for the stupid navigation. I never use it. Yep. Because I got to update it, and it costs hundred bucks to do this, and it's maintenance, and it yeah, it's stupid. convenient, but it's stupid. So I think most people are where we are with yep. this feature. So. All right. Well, we should wrap. Um, I've got a stomach that's telling me it's yep. time. So thank you all for listening. We have been the Worldwide IT guys. This is 150 pods in. Uh, Congratulations for anybody that's still out there listening. We did thank it. You. Tip of the hat to you guys. Um, <laughs> we will catch you next week. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Um, no, that's a cool project. I think that's so you can get the, the... I have just a picture. You can take the... I'm an Instagram. You can, you can get a, the harness that plugs into your car, and then you can take the wires that don't do like the... the the on-off ignition, the power that you does power on all the time, and then um, you're not going to use the antenna, but and then just run the rest of the speakers.